0: My name is Eric Thompson Bay. I'm a Washingtonian. Street Sense. get your copy of Street Sense. Help support the homeless. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Hey, hey, suggested a I donation of $2. And then I explain to him about the paper. I tell him that we pay 50 cents for the paper. We ask for suggested donation of $2. If you don't have $2, take
1: whatever you have. Share
0: with you my story. Would you share
1: your with me? This is Sounds from the Street. Where we get to meet the men and women who define Street Sense, DC's nonprofit media center dedicated to creating economic opportunities for people experiencing homelessness. I'm your host, Adam Campy, and today's guest is writer Eric Thompson Bay. Eric has been working with Street Sense off and on for about five years. One of his passions is music, especially go go. My favorite music is go go. And for those who who may not know what Go-Go is, how would you describe or define Go-Go? Go-Go is it's DC's music. We got
0: our own music. It's not really rap. I can't really explain explain it to you what it is, but explain well, what it
1: is. Well, well it has got an interesting, the, the beat, the right? Beat. A drum is really that's what makes the music
0: the, the drums the bongo that's what make the music yeah so go-go is a it, it, it's a unique music because DC don't know have it. nobody else got go-go
1: and, and who's your favorite go-go artist uh, Chuck Brown who passed Brown. away yeah a couple of years ago the, the, the so godfather godfather go-go yeah yeah actually mm-hmm. I got to meet him once did you yeah yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a picture of me and Chuck. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. And he's got, you know, like, this crazy shiny leather jacket he on. He the big the on. Hair, Oh, the hair, <laughs> glasses. Yeah, man. Okay, so do you remember the moment that you first discovered or heard of Street Sense? Uh, yes. Can you tell me about that?
0: The first time I heard of Street Sense, um, I was panhandling DuPont Circle, and uh, Michael Stoops. I don't know if y'all know, if you know Michael Stoops. He worked for the National Collegian for Homeless. I was panhandling, asked him for some change. He came past and gave me uh, one of his cards. He said, I won't give you no money, but I'll take you to get you something to eat. Uh, he bought me some food. Uh, he gave me a Street Sense card. He told me to um, go down to Street Sense and he told me I could make some money. But at that time, I didn't do it because I was really focusing on him. So that's the first time I heard of Street
1: Sense. So you ran into to Michael Stoops? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still works for the National Coalition mm-hmm. for the Homeless. And I, in fact, the last time I saw him, he was here. Yeah. I mean, he's still very involved in Street Sense right. and workshops mm-hmm. and educating the the community on homelessness. Mm-hmm. So he inspired. He gave you the car. He gave and me you were the like, car. All right, maybe I'll check that out. Right, but that I didn't. I used to uh,
0: work for a jewelry store, uh, like advertising, and used to be at Ferganoff Subway Station with the vendors selling papers at. And one of my buddies, uh, one of my friends, Martin, he was selling the paper there, and. and he had told me, man, won't you come sell the paper for Street Sense once this job in? Because my job was, it was just like a part-time job. I still didn't watch him make more money than I made, so I was just like, man, um, how can I do it? So he told me to come around Street Sense, do the orientation and all that, and I can get on.
1: And for how long have you been bending with Street Sense?
0: I started in the summer of 2008. Uh, I left for two years, uh, and I'm back now, so that'll be about...
1: I'm gonna say I've been there about at
0: least five years.
1: When you began, can you talk about the transition from panhandling to working for a nonprofit? Obviously that was kind of a change, right? right?
0: I, mean, I can remember my first day. I didn't know what I was doing. They took me out for training to do the papers. Um, once the trainer had left me on my own to do the papers, uh, that first day was kind of rough for me. Uh, I started uh, DuPont Circle. Ended up at the White House where I, where I just left from, and those have been my spots ever since. Those are the spots that I've been selling my papers at.
1: And have you found that you, over time, since you've been doing this for, for several years, that you've developed regulars? Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a big thing to me with these papers now. It, you know, it's about the money. It is, but it ain't all about the money no more. Now it's about uh, meeting people. You know, trying to stay focused and uh, doing what I'm supposed to do as far as with the papers and stuff like that.
1: Are there any particular stories of people that see like there's a guy, uh, Donald Johnson, where I used to work mm-hmm. at 11th and Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. as you said earlier, like people get used to seeing right. your face on a certain corner mm-hmm. at a certain time during the day and it becomes kind of a routine in right. their in their day you know mm-hmm. maybe they get their coffee, right. they buy the paper every two weeks when it comes out. Um, do you have any I don't know any anecdotes or stories about certain people that you've met that you you've developed? A friendship with you yeah. know people that buy the paper from you
0: two people two ladies um, real good people Um uh, they met me pan before i was with street sense um they regular customers now they they buy the paper from me on the regular um these two ladies we build a, a friendship in the bond, and we still got that relationship every day when i see them it don't be about buying the paper all the time a lot of time they buy the paper sometimes they don't sometimes we just had general conversations sometimes they take me to lunch different things so yeah that's the good part about street sense too because the money like I said is good but meeting the people I got jobs and a lot of stuff just by being out there doing the papers because you get a lot of opportunities you can get a, a lot of resources just by being out there I did it panhandle you don't get that much because you really just focus on money you just want the money and go but see now when I do
1: the paper I like to talk to the people that buy the paper tell them about the paper like Peter, a guy Eric met while selling the paper on the street.
0: Fortunately, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Eric and what he's been through. He's been dealt a really bad hand in life. He's told me about his upbringing and his childhood, and I can't even imagine. Personally, I'm adopted myself, and I know
1: what it's like just to not have parents there supporting you. Um, There's just something that that he and I build a connection around that. And I want to do anything I could to support this guy. I know, at least when I see somebody with a, a badge or somebody who's got a certification, mm-hmm. you know, the street sense vest, indicate like, okay, well, this person clearly is earning right, versus what's probably kind of a nasty word, but begging. You know, and so I think people see that, right? And Some
0: people, everybody don't. I mean, I got a regular corner. Like, If it's not my regular corner, if I see a panhandler right there, I won't sell there. But if it's my regular corner where I normally sell, if he there, he's just going to have to deal with me selling my papers. I've, I've been on one corner, and in a, in a, in a, a panhandler has been right in, right beside me, and they don't give the panhandler money. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm gonna say about 25 percent probably go to the panhandler. A lot of people will get the money to the panhandler before they give it to a vendor, but most of the time, I would say it go to the vendor. For as far as myself.
1: So you've got you know a set location where mm-hmm. you vend the paper. Right. Do you? And, I, and I'm just, you know, some of these questions might sound a little basic or, mm-hmm. like, why, would, why do you care about it? But, right. I mean, I think people who might hear this may have no familiarity with, with Street Sense, what the relationship between the vendor and the, and the paper is, mm-hmm. you know, as a contractor for the paper. Do you, like, I'm curious, do you keep a set schedule? Like, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm going to vend from mm-hmm. 8 to noon, mm-hmm. maybe take a break. Right. I mean, do you look at it as a, a job? your,
0: your right. job? Right. Yeah, I got, I got a set schedule that I do on certain days. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, that's one schedule. Tuesday and Thursdays, I do a different uh, routine. Uh, Saturday, I don't sell. Sunday, I only sell at the market at DuPont Circle. So, uh, my, my regular routine is I got certain spots that I go to. I usually start at um, 17th and H, work from 17th and H, 19th and K, Connecticut M. I I just got like a circle that I go through. It's all in, in this area, in the Fer- North and DuPont circle area. That's, that's the way. I, I do the same routine on them days.
1: What do you say to people when you're at one of your spots? Right. Brand
0: new copy Street Cents. So
1: this $2 donation, Street Cents. Street Cents. Get your copy
0: of Street Cents. Help support the homeless. Suggest the donation to $2, and then I explain to them about the paper. I tell them uh, we pay 50 cents for the paper, we ask for suggested donations of $2. If you don't have $2, take whatever you have. Um, I let them know that a lot of articles in there, we write them ourselves. Our articles is usually at the back of the paper. I let them know if I have an article in there or not. I tell them um, other stories, articles in there that that they can read, because a lot of uh, customers ask, what's good in the paper? Of course, I'm going to tell them mine, but I also like Jeffrey writing too. So I always let them know once I read the paper a good article that they can read besides mine. But I always tell them about mine's first.
1: But you know there are a lot of different ways to make extra money. Why? Why have you stuck with Street Sense?
0: It's two reasons. I gotta say money number one. My second reason would be opportunities and resources. See, it's still about money, but it's also about getting, get, getting our word out about our paper and letting people know that, um, you know what I'm saying, read the paper and understand what, what, what's really going on with, with us homeless people.
1: I mean, they may not know it, but you are offering up, you know, an al- alternate source of news right. about a community that doesn't really get discussed that right. often by, like, right. the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's some people that I really believe that really don't care. It's a lot of people don't care. I done been, and they'll let you know. I don't want your paper. Don't ask me no more. You know, it's not too many of them, but it's some people that's like that. And those are people that you just have to block out and just let them go. And remember, don't ask them again when they come past. Yeah. More care than don't. I learned that by doing these papers, by being in the streets. And more people care than they than don't. I
1: do know that. So this might be one of those questions that you may not want to answer, but, you know. Can you tell just a little bit about what led you to panhandling and and being homeless? A lot of, um, yeah. And again, only if you mind sharing. You don't have to. You know what? For
0: a long time, I didn't know. I really didn't know. um, You know, I grew up in a broken
1: home, and I think that, I really believe that got a lot to do with it. Like some people see people on the street Mm -hmm. and they're just like lazy or, you know, they just they're just not trying or trying to find the easy way out. And, you know, like like they want to be homeless. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. A lot of people are veterans. A lot of people have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, so do people who aren't living Mm -hmm. on the street. You know, everyone's got problems Mm -hmm. and there are people that can relate to that. And I think if they knew where people were coming from. But that's only one part of it. Okay. That's only one part.
0: Drugs had a lot to do with it, too. And I always thought that was the only problem. Now I know that, really, that it's, it has something to do with my upbringing, too. You know what I'm saying? I grew up without my moms, my dad. So, you know, um, that's just how it is. Yeah, I never, I never knew my moms. Uh, it's eight of us, five boys and three girls. Well, it's four of us left.
1: And, and where are you in the, in the? I'm the youngest. You're the youngest? I'm the youngest,
0: yeah. I was like, wow. I think like my sister and them was telling me I was like, wasn't even two when my mom's back. I don't remember. I just got a picture of her. Well, as far as that, um, it was eight of us. And um, when she passed, we split up. My aunt took the four girls. My father took the, sorry. That's the what? Three boys and one sister. So our family split up. So they got a lot to do with it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's not it. I can't imagine. Yeah. And are you still close with your other siblings? I don't
0: really be with them too much.
1: No, is anybody else still in the? In the I district? got my
0: sister here. they looking for me. They they want to see me. But right now I don't want to. You know I'm going through something right now. I'm in a the shelter. They not so.
1: You know it's hard for most people, myself included, just to like, to have structure, mm-hmm. right? Like you know to be disciplined in life to like just. Just to get out of bed and want to do, st- you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that are distractions from right. that, right? So I mean it I just I have to say i'm I'm always impressed by people that I've met through street sense mm-hmm. because there's a, a deep strength to push mm-hmm. through all the right. the noise and the the bs right. you know and mm-hmm. Do you mind sharing like how did you find the shelter that you're currently at? That's the main shelter in d c where everybody know about it, and that's the
0: shelter I wanted to be in.
1: And which one is that? Uh,
0: CCMV, second to D. And the reason I wanted to be in that shelter, it's it's the main shelter in D.C. It's the shelter that you can leave all your property. You don't have to leave out 7 o'clock in the morning like the rest of the shelters. I can stay there all day. I got a bed. I got a locker. And that's why I wanted to be in that shelter. I was leaving from a room that I had going to the shelter. And I didn't want to go to a shelter where I have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning every morning and can't get into it. Leave out at seven and had to be back in at seven. So I went to CCNV and they let me in. I told him my situation. I lost my room. Um, I was willing to pay to get in the shelter. I was willing to get a guy some money because I, I didn't want to be on the street. He let me in. I told him my story. I said, Man, I paid my rent. People don't, they, they put me out. You know what I'm saying? They tell me I had to leave. So I wanted to come in the shelter.
1: Forgive me, I don't even know. Is there a waiting list? Is it hard to get you know,
0: in? You know, I'm a, the shelter is corrupt. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to be there. It's a lot of stuff that's going on there, especially on the floor more. So that shelter, it's a lot of distractions there. That's why I'm never there. I'm only there to sleep. I only sleep there, and that's it. When I get up in the morning, I'm gone. (laughs) It's a lot of stuff going on in the shelter. A lot that's not good, and it's a lot that need to come out, that really need to come out. And I wanna do it, but I wanna do it through street sense, through the paper, but I don't wanna do it while I'm in the shelter. It's a lot of stuff going on in
1: there. Do you mind sharing any?
0: Abuse, I see it. The guy that run the floor, he, he abused, he abused clients, and I got witnesses to that. Like, like, like physical abuse? Physical, mental? physical, physical. Punches, punches. This is a guy that run my floor. I'm gonna speak on my floor. Because it's going on in the whole shelter. But I'm going to speak on the floor that I'm on. I'm on the senior citizen floor. Yep. Everybody on my floor is 50 and over. I'm 48. Either they're 50 and over or they got a handicap. They're 88. So they got walkers. They're older guys. So I tell people every day, I wish seven on your side I can send somebody in and see what's going on and see how people are being treated. It's not good at all. Damn. How we get none of the donations, big donations coming in there for everybody. We never see them. The residents, we never see them. It goes to the people up top. They got everything. And everybody in there is homeless. Nobody in there has a home. Everybody, even the people that run the floor on uh, everybody in there is homeless. They just up high and got advantage over us. And, they, and it's real bad, man, it's really bad. And don't just believe me, talk to some other people. Don't just take my word. And I'm gonna put it out there once I get out of here and people gonna know what's going on in that shelter. I'm gonna make sure of that. And it's serious, man, it's really serious. And the only reason I'm there, because it's the best shelter and don't have nowhere to go. I mean, I don't have another place to go. I'm not living with nobody. I want my own place. I'm tired of people putting me up. So I'm going to stay in CCMB just to sleep or whatever. People need to know what's going on in that shelter. And I'm serious about
1: it. How would you say Street Sense has changed your life? A lot. This
0: paper has a lot to do with me not being on drugs. It helped me out in so many different ways. It, it, it's hard to explain. But it's it's a lot of different things, man. Um. That's why I'm so happy, you know, just to be part of the paper. I'm, I'm going to be real with you, man. Yeah. The real good part about it is Brian, Eric, and all them, they 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 really, man, they really good, man. And the, I, the staff. The staff, the staff, staff man, you know, I love the paper. I do. I really do. And I thought today, if Street Sense were to disappear, what would I do? I thought about that. I really don't have that many job skills. Not that many, so... I just thought about that and that was scary right there. Just think about the paper just something happened.
1: You've been listening to Sounds from the Street. That was Eric Thompson Bay sharing his thoughts on being homeless and working with Street Sense. I'm Adam Campy. Sounds from the Street theme song, I Need a Dollar performed by Aloe Black from the album Good Things, used courtesy of Stones Throw Records. The song was composed by Aloe Black with Leon Michaels, Nick Movshon, and Jeff Dynamite. Used by permission of Songs of Cobalt Music Publishing, EMI Blackwood Music, slash Sony ATV. Excerpt of Trouble Funk Express by Trouble Funk from the EP Trouble Funk Express, used courtesy of DETT Records. Excerpt of Untitled, Waking Up, SFHK, Mental Breakdown, and Useless composed and performed by Johnny Ripper from his album Soundtrack for a Film That Doesn't Exist, used courtesy of Creative Commons and found on the WFMU Free Music Archive For more Sounds from the Street go to streetsense.org backslash audio and be sure to follow Street Sense on Twitter at streetsenseDC and if you see Eric out on the streets, be sure to pick up a paper and say hi Because I've been working, working
0: myself down And I swear